Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners who come from around the world to listen to the words about wisdom from our authors and to learn um, both business, spiritual, um, wellness, um, and all the genres that I've covered over the years. I appreciate everybody out there who listens to me. And today joining me from San Diego, my hometown, is Karen Dietz. She's the business storyteller, and her new book is called Business Storytelling for Dummies. It's a Wiley brand book. Uh, Karen, good day to you. How are you? Oh, hi, Greg. I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? Great, and we appreciate having you on Inside Personal Growth. Um, We appreciate you sharing this because this is certainly a topic which is discussed, but I think so much more importantly needed now as the world uh, moves just a bit faster to be able to tell our stories effectively. And we're going to get into that with our listeners, but I want to let them know a little bit about you because you and I have been friends for a while. Karen is a veteran business storytelling. She's one of the originals in the field. She represents uh, best in both academic training and the art of performing storytelling. Her motto says it all. If you want results, just story it. And that is definitely true. In working with stories, Caring draws on her know-how to provide practical experience, guidance, and just story it kits that get the job done. Her clients include Walt Disney Imagineering, North Face, Chase Manhattan Bank, Avery Dennison, Thrivent Financial, Veterans Administration, Cincinnati Chamber of Commerce, Just in Time for Foster Youth, and Prince Crook. Cruises, just to name a few. And she wrote this book um, with her partner, Lori um, Silverman, and they've been working together for quite some time. And if you want to get more information about Karen, you can go to juststoryitit.com. That's juststoryit.com. We'll have a link on the website as well in the blog entry. Um, We'll also have a link to the book at Amazon. Well, Karen, you know, you mentioned that business storytelling is the most critical skill set to hit the business arena in ages. And while um, many people out there may, you know, be doing it, maybe doing it maybe half-heartedly, the question is, is to really get in it. Why do you believe that this is so? And how is learning how to tell a great story uh, give anyone a competitive advantage in the business world? Yeah, great question. I love this question. So there is so much research that has been done over the uh, past few years about the results the storytelling brings to companies, whether it be in leadership, you know, to be an effective leader, being able to tell a compelling story, being able to enroll people in your vision, uh, to marketing, being able to convey who you are, what your product and services, and to do it in a storied way, uh, to knowledge uh, transfer, training and development, culture change. I mean, the applications just go across the board uh, uh, for storytelling. And the reason why is, and I think there's been a big shift that has happened, is that people are finally realizing that, first of all, we are hardwired for stories, So when you use stories in your communication, it is actually the richest form of communication. It's the most effective form of communication that we have. And we're learning to sort of move away from all the business speak that we do, Mm -hmm. which is 
basically only connecting mostly with the left analytical brain. And uh, storytelling is a sort of whole brain, whole body experience. And uh, so the, the, that tendency towards corporate speak that we all have learned really well to talk, you know, all, the, all of those concepts and words that we use to describe what we do, but they, they're not as effective, they don't work as well as uh, stories. Right. It, so, it gives people really more of a visualization when you tell a story. You know, I think we all can visualize the times, some of us who are that old, you know, the times when we used to, you know, sit around and you could, you know, really get engaged in a dialogue or you get engaged in, you know, some people out there may remember listening to stories on the radio. But that's when, like, when I go into NPR and I listen to uh, some of the podcasts that are done in a story fashion, it's just so uh, compelling. Now, you you write that this futurist, Rolf Jensen, wrote this book called The Dream Society, How the Coming Shift in Information to Imagination Will Transform Your Business um, and it really was an interesting uh, segment for me in the book. And you said that the employees through uh, that tell stories about the organizations and the results managed to strengthen the corporate culture and will be considered a valuable asset. Well, there isn't an, a person listening out there that doesn't want to be a valuable asset. Um, what do my listeners need to know about business storytelling that'll make them a better asset to their organization? Well, I think the first thing to realize is that um, storytelling is not pushing messages to people. It is actually pulling people into your world. So it's a pull technology and not a push technology. Mm -hmm. And so what storytelling does is that it allows people uh, to connect with you in a very uh, deep and meaningful way. And who in business doesn't have to sell themselves, sell their projects, you know, get people uh, uh, kind of all excited about what they're doing and get them on board? Whether you're a manager or whether you're a CEO, it doesn't matter. It's the same. So uh, being able to tell a compelling story is really important. And it also needs to be a story that is authentic, Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, provides your point of view, and uh, also sort of connects with the other person. You know, the great thing about stories is that, I think you kind of alluded to this in your previous comment, is that Stories are actually uh, sort of like a mini simulation, and they work best when the person is able to um, see themselves in your story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, you're getting you're getting the other party engaged, and there is a question about that that's coming up here because you say that's one of the best ways. Um, to actually convey story is actually listening is the big one is what you talk about and that's listening to the other person's story and you okay. you, you mentioned that storytelling for business is different um, that it has special elements and structures that many other books in this field don't make the distinctions but that you and Lori do what right. what are some of those distinctions that 
you guys make in your book on storytelling versus some of the others? And, you know, why do you believe that that's important? Right. Well, I think the biggest difference for business storytelling is that all of our stories in some way need to move people to action. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very different than a, a Hollywood story. You know, you, you don't go to a movie theater to be inspired to go home and do something different. You are going to the movie to be entertained in some way, shape, or form. And business storytelling uh, stories can certainly be entertaining, but they also must be, be structured and designed so that they inspire people to take action. And so that's a little different. And so how we end the story needs to be a little different. And one of the ways we need to end a story in our business storytelling work is to provide not only a, a key message, you know, this is the point of the story, but also here's how you can ta- take action or this is what it means to you. Mm-hmm. This is what it means to me. This is what it can mean to you. And so ending the story in that way is is really important. Right. And it, it, it really is, you know, you, you, one of the things you said, the absolute best stories are the ones where we can relive them in telling. Um, can you give the listeners some examples or one example of this where, you know, somebody uh, might relive it? Right. This is a really, really important point. And almost all of my clients, when we start working together, they we have to work through this piece. Because what we're inclined to do initially when we're, share, we're sharing a story, when we're learning storytelling, is that we won't actually share a story. We'll sort of talk about it. right? So we'll, we'll sort of give a litany of events. I got a call from a customer, we had a meeting, I presented our material, and it worked out really well. And so we started to work together, and they eventually went away, you know, very happy. So that's not really telling the story. That's just sort of talking about it at a very high level. And it's sort of going through a litany of events, right? This happened, and that happened, and something else happened. Right. But when you're telling a story, what you're doing, first of all, is you're giving a setting. You would be saying something like, I was sitting at my desk one day, and the phone rang. I picked it up, and on the other line, I heard a voice I hadn't heard in 20 years. Well, it turns out it's my old high school buddy. You know, we lost touch over the years, but he has called me because he found me online. And you know what? He said to me, darn it, Karen, I lost touch with you, but we need your services so bad. So from there, we had a conversation. I was asking questions. So you get to see, you, you get the difference. Right, right. You're actually drawing the listener into the story Versus, you know, I, I understand that it's storytelling because that's the term. But in essence, it's story engagement, 
Um, you know, you're right. really engaging the listener into it. It's like a really good movie. You get into the characters. You get into what's going on. And that's the essence of a, of a good storyteller. Now, right, and I can only do that by actually remembering what it was like. Right. Putting myself back into that memory and back into that experience, and then I can tell the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, you know, where there's right brain, left brain, you're certainly not using a lot of your linear brain in this aspect. You're really in that imaginative side. It's like the stories that used to be told on radio, or as I said, those podcasts today um, that are stories that we listen to that get us so engaged, and there's many of them out there. But, you know, you you also discuss these hip pocket stories that we should be prepared to tell. Um, Obviously, we get in, we get thrown this opportunity a lot um the question is are we prepared and you think that we should be prepared with quite a few hip pocket stories um can you give us some examples of hip pocket stories that um our business listeners should be prepared to tell or have at least an opportunity to be able to express themselves with absolutely when you're starting out with crafting stories and collecting and then being able to tell stories for your business, there are two that I think, two kind of categories that I think are the most important to work on first. And one is your origin story, which is the story of how you got started or how the business got started. And the reason that's an important story is because your customers want to know that. They want to know, you know, sort of what got you started or what got the company started. And they want to know that because it helps build credibility and trust. And you are able in the origin story to convey so much about your values, your vision, and what motivated the, uh, the founders to start the company or what motivated you to start the company. And it's a great way to start building that relationship and build a context for customers to understand who you are and the mark that you make in the world. Yeah, it's it's um, having these hip pocket stories, hip pocket. And by the way, for my listeners, uh, Karen and Lori have included a litany of these stories that you'll want to have prepared. But that's a great one. I think the origin story is obviously one that we, that we all need. Now... Right. You have six steps to crafting a story outline. Um, Uh What I'd like you to do for the listeners is kind of articulate the steps and give us some tips for crafting a best story because this could be um, the biggest takeaway that, you know, my listeners get from our dialogue here. Right. Well, the, um, the steps really are... They follow a cycle that that I've termed the charm cycle, which is, you know, we really got to get our charm on when we're working with stories, and there's a system for uh, getting started. And the first one, and if uh, we look at the acronym of charm, the first one is going about collecting stories. So first of all, you got to figure out, you know, what stories you've got. You've got to listen for stories. Uh, and you've got to start putting together a, a little a little collection. 
of your origin stories, your people and results stories, and uh, things of that sort. And then you need to hone your stories. You need to craft them. You need to make them really compelling. And uh, that doesn't take too much work. It's pretty easy to do uh, if you know the right elements that you need to put in there. And uh, then the next thing that you need to do is to apply those stories. So you need to figure out, oh, okay, let's, let's you know, uh, uh, share our stories in our marketing and in our sales. Sometimes those two are two different things. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's uh, sharing our stories on our website. Sometimes it's sharing our stories in networking. Sometimes it's sharing our stories when we're training uh, folks in our products. So uh, we have all kinds of applications, and we start putting our stories into different applications. And then you need to renew your stories because after you start telling your stories for a while, they may get tired. Right? You may start losing the juice for telling them. So that doesn't mean that you should stop telling them. That means you just need to find different ways to share them and uh, to renew and refresh them. And then the last, one of the last things you do in the charm cycle, the M stands for mining your stories. Because your stories are really, particularly your customers' stories, are very rich in terms of need states, values, desires, uh, and so there's all kinds of great information buried in the stories that you're going to want to kind of dig into and, and delve into. And then these stories, you can also mine them for visual imagery, graphic imagery, uh, things that you want to bring uh, into uh, website designs and graphic designs that help with your branding efforts. Now, so, one of the things, Karen, that um, that our listeners are always up against, especially if they're in middle upper management, is time. Time pressures all the time, right. and and you have some tips on uh, constructing stories uh, only when there is this kind of perceived amount of time. What what would you say to somebody who you know has to get up maybe and make a little talk before 20 people or 50 people or whatever wants to infuse some story in there um, but doesn't really have the right story they don't have a hip pocket story they don't have any of those ready what are some of the quick ways that you could help somebody fire start their story that's a great question so i always start with the end you know, stories have a beginning, middle, and an end, and we think, that, oh, wait, we started at the beginning. But no, 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 we're actually, when we're working with stories in business, we start with the end, which is what is the key message that you want to convey? You know, if you could tell anybody anything that you wanted to in that group of 20 people, what would that message be? Mm-hmm. And once you understand what that key message is, what your main point is for sharing a story, then you can start asking yourself, oh, okay, if my key message is something like through teamwork and collaboration, we can change the world, uh, then what story do you have, what personal experience uh, do you have from your background that helps make that point? Mm-hmm. So then once you have the key message and once you have the experience, then you can start saying, okay, 
How do I want to end it? And the way to contract a story to make it really concise and short when you only have a short amount of time is that the clearer you are about your key message, then all the extraneous details kind of fall away. So start with and, the end in mind, kind of, is what yeah. you're saying. The, what the message is you're trying to get across, and then construct the story backwards. Is, is that right. kind of what you're saying? And, yes, and all of the, the, the essential details will remain. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're putting the story together, you're going to be asking yourself, is that detail that I'm sharing now really going to drive, help drive me to the end? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a great point, and it's, uh, it, it, I'm sure that it's also a great tip for my listeners who maybe have been put in this position, and next time they have to go out and prepare a story, start with the end, work backwards. Uh, it seems it, it, it doesn't seem so logical, but now that you've articulated that way, it looks really logical to me, and I'm sure that they'll get their point across. Now, one of the things that you talk about in the book is you know, our passions. You know, I do a lot of charitable work. I'm working with a, a big one right now, raising $20 million for a school for kids with autism and special needs. And yeah. it's, a, it's a passion. And I think that you talk about telling stories around crafting it around our passion versus business story. What makes crafting a story around our passion different from business storytelling? You know, I think there's a slight difference. So again, this is a great question, Greg. And we talked earlier about the origin story. And I think that for any organization involved in social change, Mm -hmm. uh, and like your organization that you're raising funds for is involved in social change, um, the origin story is really important, but there needs to be another story that is attached to that, which is your future story. Mm -hmm. And your future story is basically some uh, pictures that you paint for people about how the world would be different or what the world would look like if, when your work is complete. Yeah, if X happens. So once this project's done, imagine, you know, 600 kids with autism and Down syndrome being treated in a special world. Or, yes, well, yeah, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even, bigger than that is that you're building the hospital to treat autism. And I'm sure that a part of that is to discover why autism is occurring and how to eradicate that. Mm-hmm. Well, and in so our case, was- in our case, not, but, but we're, mm-hmm. we're p- mm-hmm. particularly there to just um, educate and enrich these right. these people who already have autism, where th- right now there doesn't seem to be any kind of advancement in medicine to actually reverse it. Um, right. They're they're living with it, but so we are the caretakers, kind of. Um, right. But there is a huge world of caretakers out there. But I get what you're saying about the story. It's the vision that you have for the future that's so important and the compelling reason to get somebody to take action to move to either give you money, give up their time, um, support, however it might be, right? Right. And what would the future look like for people who have autism now who are receiving the support uh, mm-hmm. that you're raising money for? Yeah, definitely. And that's That's a very powerful story. And so I think that's a slight difference. 
Well, it's it's a big difference. I think not that you wouldn't do that in business story be telling because okay. whether you're telling a story to a customer about what your product or service will do to benefit them, um, you know, you go back to Dale Carnegie 101. But the reality is, is that now you're putting it into a story and creating a visualization, but you're doing it around a passion, something that you hope they uh, will engage in because they believe in it as much as you. Um, one seems like it's a little bit more convincing, but they're both convincing in nature. Um, you are trying to compel somebody to take some action at some point um, through this. But it's um, it's really interesting, and I will have to say that your book is just loaded. I could have come up with probably 40 questions, but instead I had 11 um, for my listeners, uh, we've been on today with Karen Dietz. Uh, Karen and Lori Silverman wrote a book called Business Storytelling for Dummies. Um, there will be a link on Amazon to that book as well. And Karen, um, is there anywhere in particular you'd like our listeners to go to understand more, learn more about you and Lori? Uh, I will have a link um, to juststoryit.com, which is, uh, which is Karen's website. Um, anything else you'd like to let them know about? Oh, sure. You know, on my website, the JustStoryIt.com website, um, you people can download my uh, program descriptions. And I also have, uh, it's just recently come out also, I put together a DIY story kit that are all the worksheets and templates and guides that we couldn't put into the Business Storytelling for Dummies book. Mm-hmm. So... It's a standalone piece, but it's also a good companion to uh, the the Business Storytelling for Dummies book. And they kind of go hand in hand. But anyway, that's available now for people. So, uh, and is that available for sale, Karen? And it and, is available for and sale. And what's on the, the price of it? What's the price? It's forty nine dollars, and it's a seventy page uh, downloadable PDF, so you can print it out and just go to town with all those worksheets. Great, there. great. So, for my listeners, there's two ways that you can get involved in improving your storytelling. One, I highly recommend Karen's book. Uh, it's probably one of the best that I've seen. Just like she said, um, there is a differentiation in people that do books on storytelling. They really get you into the process of how to develop the stories, where some of them just talk about it. Um, this book is is chock full, and it's written in the dummy series format. So, you know, for those of you who remember the little bull's eyes and those kind of things. So it's it's very well done. It's very well laid out. It's easy to follow. Um, so go get a copy. We'll have a link to Amazon in this blog entry. Um, we'll also have a link to uh, Karen's website so that you can get that uh, other series that accompanies this if you'd like. And Karen, thanks so much for being on Inside Personal Growth and spending a few minutes with my listeners discussing how to tell better stories. The book is Business Storytelling for Dummies. and We've been on with Karen Dietz. Thanks so much, Karen. Oh, thanks, Greg. It's been a pleasure.